yourself, welcome to the podcast with For All Our Kids. You are listening to our story segment. Last week, we began the final section of the Hithopadesha, Peace. The Swan King lost the war to the Peacock King and blamed it on bad luck. But Sarvagya, his minister, was having none of it. He pointed out that the king had willfully ignored his advice to be wary of the crow and that the crow had betrayed him. It wasn't bad luck, but an unwise decision on the king's part. To reiterate this, Sarvanya narrated the story of the foolish tortoise. In the story, the tortoise wanted to leave the lake to escape from some fishermen and asked his friends, the geese, to help him. But what makes him a foolish tortoise? Let's listen to the story and find out, shall we? The foolish tortoise continued. You are right, the geese nodded. You will be safer in a different pond. But how are you going to get there? Can you help me? The tortoise looked pleadingly at the geese. Is there a way you can fly me from here? That will be quicker too. Oh, we are happy to help you. But the problem is how, his friends replied. The tortoise took a deep breath. Maybe I can grab a stick in my mouth and you two can hold one end each. Then I'll be up in the air with you. The geese thought for a while. Then one of them won the tortoise. It is doable, but there is a risk too. Have you thought out all the things that can go wrong? We must look at the pluses and the minuses when we come up with ideas and plans. Otherwise, it'll be like when the mongoose ate the chicks right before the silly mother crane. Oh no! How did that happen? The shock tortoise burrowed deep into the muddy banks with just his head popping out. The story of the mongoose and the cranes. Way up in the north, there is a mountain called Gridrakuta. The river Airavati flows through the mountain. Now on its banks grew a tall fig tree. This tree was a home to a flock of cranes. But it wasn't the most ideal place to nest, as the cranes never saw their babies hatch and grow to adulthood. That's because the tree was also home to a snake that lived in its hollow. Whenever the hatchling shrieked in hunger, it was as if the serpent heard a signal. He waited until the adult birds were away and slithered up the rough trunk for a feast. It happened far too often that an elderly crate got annoyed when he heard the parents wail. What is wrong with you? Why don't you find a way to get rid of that snake? The other cranes looked at him blankly. Tell you what, go get some fish and spread it all around the tree's roots. Make sure you throw one into the hollow too. The scent of the fish will draw the mongoose to the hollow and you will be rid of the vile creature. The cranes looked at him with respect. Here was something they could do to solve the problem. When the next batch of eggs hatched, they were ready. It didn't take them long to swoop for the fish in the river. Now, if the snake 
was surprised to feel a chill as the fish landed on him, we'll never know. For it wasn't too long before a mongoose followed his nose and wandered into the hollow. All would have been well if the story ended here. Alas, it was not to be. The hatchlings smelled danger in the air. No one had told them that sometimes you can avoid danger by being quiet. They screeched their heads off. The mongoose was on a roll here. Fish? Snake? And he sniffed deeply. Birds! Why not? He thought and clambered up to the hatchlings. There was nothing the mother crane could do to stop him, for he was too powerful an enemy. Now, the old crane had thought of a plan to get rid of the snake, but he hadn't really given much thought to what would happen next. If he or the other cranes had given a moment's thought to what could go wrong, they could have saved their babies. That's why the wise elders say when we take a decision, we mustn't act based only on the advantages. We must study the disadvantages too. Vikata looked at their friend, squirming in the sand. Sankata picked up from there. If we fly with you hanging onto the rod, you can bet people on the ground will be surprised. They may even mock or throw stones at you. If you open your mouth to reply, that'll be the end of you. Have you considered that? It's not that we don't want to help you. We just want to do what is right for you. You have a better chance of survival if you stay back. The tortoise interrupted indignantly. Oh, so now you take me for a fool? Do you think I don't know what will happen if I open my mouth? His face puffed up in anger. The flustered geese hurried to calm him and poked around to find a stick. They had no other choice but to take the tortoise with them. Soon, the three friends were in the air, searching for a new home. If you and I had seen such a sight, we too would have been astonished like the people on the ground. They stopped doing whatever it was that they were doing, their eyes striking the bizarre sight of the tortoise, holding the rod in his mouth. Hey, hey! The shouts reached the bird's ears. Ignoring the commotion, they rose a little higher. A group of cowherds followed the birds, pointing and teasing. Aha! Look at that tortoise! If he let go, we could roast him and make a nice meal, one cowherd joked. Are, let's take him home and eat him! <laughs> Another laughed raucously. The tortoise had ignored all the other taunts. But jokes about being eaten were too hard to ignore. Forgetting where he was, he yelled, Eat me? Ah, you'll eat nothing but ashes. The geese could only watch in horror as their friend fell to his death. The cowards couldn't have been more pleased. They grabbed the reptile and roasted him. The minister Sarvanya raised his eyebrows and gave the king a hard stare. I did tell you that if you ignore my advice, you'll pay for it. That's what happened here. King Hiranyagarbha nodded unhappily. You are right. I am responsible for the loss. 
Yes, your majesty. The king and his minister turned towards the new voice. It was a crane, their spy. He had just returned from spying on the others. If we had cleared the castle, as I had suggested before the battle began, we wouldn't be in this position. It was the crow, Megavarna, who set fire to the castle. He was a vulture's man in your court. Yes, it was my mistake to trust someone who pretended to be friendly and acted as if he was on my side. I paid for it by losing my kingdom, the swan king sighed. The crane continued as if he didn't hear. I saw the peacock king welcome the crow. So delighted was he that he wanted to make him the raja of your kingdom, Karpura Dvipa. But his minister, the vulture, stopped him. My lord, give him some other reward, not this. Gifting such a high position to such a mean person is not done. And if you do, beware for your life, because he can turn on you like the mouse who was given the status of a tiger and killed a sage. That warning was enough to caution Chitravarna. He hesitated. What do you mean? With that, we end our episode today. The minister Sarvanya is furious at his king, isn't he? He's rubbing it in. You ignored my advice and now you're blaming bad luck? It sounds a little bit like... I told you not to do it, dialogue children get from parents. But I think I see why he is so upset. The consequences of our actions affect a bigger circle of people. Sure, the king lost his kingdom. But it affected all his subjects too. People died. Others lost their way of life. In the same way, when we ignore our elders' advice on issues like safety or health, it affects us and the others around us. What do you think? Do you agree? Well, we'd like to hear from you. Write to us at podcast at forallourkids.com and share your opinion. Now, come back next week to hear the story of the sage and the mouse. Until then, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. Thank you.